Holy shit. What a weekend, dude. Like, you guys, full-on award season is happening. We are in the nitty-gritty of, like, celebs all day, every day. And it's been a wild ride this month. I, this weekend, was at iHeartRadio's Alter Ego Festival. So it was a concert. They had a super great lineup. It was Billie Eilish, Coldplay. The red carpet was literally, like, the time slot they gave us was... 5 45 p.m to 10 p.m it was a long ass night and so i'm standing on the carpet you know eating cheese it's as one does sweating profusely because there's a million people in this in four square feet of space and a bunch of bright lights and by some grace of god the carpet ended like i got everybody i needed by 8 p.m taylor how incredible is that feeling when you're at an event and it ends early and you did all you need to do you got everybody you needed and you can hit the road early. Picture your best, most mind-blowing orgasm. That does not exist compared to this. And I know you guys are probably thinking, shut the fuck up. You're on a red carpet. You are with A-listers. You are living the life. However, I've had people come on the carpets with me from out of town, like friends and cousins and whatever, and they'll literally be like, I don't know how you do this waiting around so much. I would blow my brains out. So you guys, I'm leaving this event and this event was at the Forum, which is a concert venue in Inglewood, California. If you're not from Inglewood, California, I want you to think of the worst place you've ever been. If you've ever accidentally ended up in like a frat house bathroom at like three in the morning and had to wipe your ass with caution tape, everything bad you can ever imagine is where is what Inglewood stands for. It's in their national anthem. It's in their code of conduct. Leaving early. So thrilled. You guys, I forget where my car is and I have it saved on Waze and Maps and I walked to the same location three times and I literally thought I was in like Pleasantville or some like alternate reality where like I keep starting at square one. It was like a video game. I was like going crazy. I go up to this man after not kidding an hour and a half of walking around trying to find my vehicle and he literally is trying to like relate to me as one does and he starts telling me a story. Okay. This man is probably 47 has braces six foot five. We're talking. He's like, yeah, no, I totally get it. Like one time I was at Dodger Stadium and I lost my car. And at Dodger Stadium, there's hyenas, there's raccoons, there's mountain lions. I had to fight off a mountain lion to get to my car. I'm like, sir, sir, there are no hyenas at Dodger Stadium. I would literally bet my right toe on it. And he had to fight a mountain lion and get to his car. I was like, I need to be anywhere but here. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in the Producers Guild Awards This is three hours into this fucking show. At this point, I'm like, I don't know life before the show. I don't know life after the show. Emily calls me. So I'm like sitting at these nice, you know, dinner tables with candles, literally two tables away from Charlize Theron. I pick up my phone in the middle of the ceremony because (laughs) I wanted to make sure I still had brain cells left. So Emily's like, Taylor, SOS, send the FBI, send the CIA. My mom almost just came to get me. Yeah. It's fucking like that. It's glamorous. Wait, Emily, who was the man who died before you were oh going to interview him? This is so funny because actually it's not funny because like death. But like I was reading an article <laughs> about like publicists who like have lost clients and like how awkward that is. Like, like you don't think about like the industry is not untouchable. It's just like life in general. Like your boss can die. Like death happens. Like and I was um there was a movie premiere that I could not remember his name for the life of me because I wasn't born in 1735 
Um, it's Burt Reynolds, like iconic actor. Burt Reynolds, you Burt guys. Burt Reynolds. He's, He's an icon, like, yeah. especially a Western film icon. And I just like, I knew this. And like, everyone in my family, like I obviously freak out about interviewing the likes of Peter Weber. And my family's like, why are you excited to interview a Delta pilot? But like Burt Reynolds is like a king of Hollywood. He is, but let's be honest. Most of the people listening to this, I feel like, would they be would they be freaking out more over? Okay, oh, bless for sure. Bless your soul, Burt, up there in the Hollywood heavens. But would they be freaking out more over Burt Reynolds or like pilot Peter Pan, Pete, whatever the fuck his name is? (laughs) I mean, he does fly, so like as far as I'm concerned. um, But yeah, so anyway, Burt Reynolds had a premiere, and like this is just classic LA. They canceled it because it was raining. Like, I shit you not. This was, like, maybe a year ago? A little over a year Wait, ago? was he dead yet? No, he wasn't dead yet. He oh. was alive. Oh, alive you were driving. getting premonitions no, at like, that point. It was Ariel Winter and Burt Reynolds in a movie together. I feel like it was an Amazon movie or a straight-to-DVD movie. Mm-hmm. And you guys, like, this is, like, so classic LA because people, like, the second a sprinkle of rain falls from a fucking cloud, people pretend like we are literally, <laughs> no. like, in bird box end of the world like everything is turning to shit like this is literally the quiet place come to life so like if you're listening to this from like another state and like you think traffic is bad there like you heard stories about la rumors i guarantee you it's worse than you can ever fathom they're like fuck you bitches you're going to interview celebrities i don't feel bad for you (laughs) they're like they're like okay shut up like are you also going to complain about your weather and how it's like 70 degrees instead of 90 no no but anyway so like here's the tea um (laughs) here is the tea so, yeah, I'm, like, this carpet's canceled. So part of me is, like, ah, shoot, I don't make money. Other part of me is, like, fuck, yeah, I get to stay inside and watch Netflix. So, anyway, I'm coordinating with this rep to, like, schedule an interview with Burt Reynolds. Like, keeps getting pushed back. Keeps being, like, oh, we'll check with his team, whatever. And then suddenly he just dies. I think Us actually broke the news, too, that he died. But, yeah, he, um, which is the outlet I was trying to get this for. But, yeah, he just, like he was done he's like peace out bitches i'm done, done doing press like my time has come i'm walking off the red carpet and straight up the stairs to heaven baby i feel like that's what probably goes on in 99.9 percent of celebrities brains on a red carpet they are most likely like i would rather get struck by hercules lightning bolt right now mm-hmm. than do interviews for me and taylor like interviewing celebrities and going to red carpet is like going to trader joe's and picking up zucchini noodles like it's literally <laughs> just like a part of our day But, like, for you guys, like, these stories are not things that, like, you hear normally. And, like, these crazy things that happen to us are so regular for us. They're like, oh, so-and-so brushed me off on the carpet. So-and-so gave me a rehearsed three-minute monologue that they practiced with their publicist on flashcards and the limo (laughs) over here. But, like, we want to be, like, so real with you guys about what it's actually like. Mm -hmm. Because, like, these people are not like us. Like, celebrities are not like us. As much as, like, we want – and you should talk about your site, Taylor, because as much as we want to believe that these people, like – are normalized and like relatable like and like they think they're untouchable and they're worthy of like godly praise and it's we feed into this like we give it we give them this praise so it's like a perpetual cycle listen it's how both of us got into this business we both started as okay our bat mitzvah themes on opposite sides of the country were both entertainment related but needless to say we got into this for a reason right because it's in our veins we like it we like celebrities on some level as much as we don't like to admit it but like emily said i have my own site it's called talk to me and it started off as do you remember em what it was before talk to me 
Stripping down celebs. Yes. My site was called Stripping Down Celebs. I really wanted to peel back the layers. That was my whole initiative. I was like, I really want to see how celebrities are like us because we put them on a pedestal. But then over time, I started realizing they're really not like us. And that's why my site ultimately turned to what it is now, which is called Talk to Me. Instead of like making it all about them and how they're like us, I was like, let's get them to chime in. Exactly. I was like, let's get them to chime in on issues that are going on in the world and get their input. And even that is, it's like pulling teeth because they're so, first of all, controlled. They they are powerful. They have huge teams. They are so controlled what they want out even there about them. Even when they're doing like a partnership, like a brand partnership, there's still like 100. a zillion people on the team. Like you would think that like Dak Shepard is allowed to talk about granola bars without somebody no. over his shoulder. Wrong answer if no. you thought that that was okay. Every time you guys, you want to talk to a celebrity, it's not just you and fucking Brad Pitt, you know, jerking each other off, braiding each other's hair. No, talking about Angie in the good old days. Absolutely not. Their publicist is with you. They are on your shoulders. They are swinging from chandeliers. They are in your bra. You don't even know. Say you're on a phone. You're having what's called a phoner, a phone interview. Their publicist is also on the phone, guys. Surprise! And their personal chef and their nanny and the person (laughs) currently wiping their makeup off and their groomer and the person who waxes their armpits. Literally everybody they've ever met in their entire life is on the phone and they're like okay i had brad i also had bria sarah jen mike steve josh like literally 12 people if you've ever seen the show rain or if you know about like royal historical dramas if you know what the term consummating means when you consummate a marriage that's literally what the royals used to do where it's like you have to have sex with your husband for the first time in front of like 13,000 people in the court just so they can confirm that you actually had sex with him so, like, this is a thing that happened. That's basically what we do. It's you, it's him, and it's everybody fucking else. And then just little old you are there to hold your own, and they are... Yeah, you don't get to be there with your editor and your backup no. team and, oh, the, no. and the FBI. Oh, no, it's just you, honey. It's just you. It's just you. It's just you. Good fucking luck. If you're on a red carpet, this is fascinating, I think. What you guys don't see is you get to a red carpet and all of the outlets have a place card on the floor. So it'll say e-news, it'll say access, it'll say whatever outlet you are and you have to stand next to your placemat on the floor. These publicists are so ruthless. They will literally come up, look at your placemat and be like, yes, no. Oh, who are you with? Oh, what outlet? Right in front of your face. Right it's, in front like of your- it's like they're recruiting you in middle school for like the dodgeball team and you're just <gasps> waiting to see if you're going to make the team. That's literally what I can compare it to. You're just standing there wondering, am I going to be drafted into so-and-so's team or if I'm going to be left in the cold to like be here with this aunt? It's kind of honestly, full disclosure, guys, rocking my shit right now. As people who are intrigued by pop culture, like we are and were when we weren't dark and bleak. (laughs) This is what goes on. It's like you, you are only seeing like a curated version of these high profile, powerful people. They're like royalty now, you know, like they call, they are so powerful. And just so you guys know, like everything is so curated. It's very difficult to have a candid, peeled back, honest conversation. The amount of times people's teens need questions, like very detailed questions ahead of time. And like, that's a policy that most publications don't do that because you wanted to try to be as authentic in the moment, but then you honestly won't get like the certain like people you need if you need questions to them or the publicist will shut it down immediately or you'll get a hyper rehearsed response that they've given a version of to everybody else so like 
everything is done before it even begins. No Speaking trust. of how jaded we are and how like we literally are our silent act of revenge is not to let these people care about what we think. Taylor, I think you need to go into your Leonardo DiCaprio story now. Oh, yeah. So guys, Leo It's award season, which means Leo and Brad are here to play. Oh my god. It's I, so rare during award season. Oh That's like the time between I think we said this last time, between like the Golden Globes and the Oscars where these celebrities who are super high profile, like not some ABC level shit, like these are the real stars, the real A-listers, they're mm-hmm. casually out and about, which doesn't happen. Like you won't go to a premiere and see fucking Brad Pitt there. And now no. he's just like in front of your face at like an event. And Taylor had a fun little experience last night with our boy uh, Jack. L-D with our boy Jack. So Brought the fucking door. I, I would have made space for him. Go to hell, Rose. I kind of feel like he's overrated. Really? Yeah. Because it's another thing. We make him think he's hot shit. I'm not, why do you feel I'm like I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I was right there up close and personal. So I was at this event last night, you guys. It was in this, like, huge venue. And I was just kind of like... I always find myself in predicaments because I just... I kind of don't give a fuck. So I'm always, like, I'm finding myself in, like... The bathroom next to so and so. I'm finding last night. Taylor ends up being an amazing reporter because of the fact that she gives no no fucks. fucks. That she'll literally end up no. backstage, like sharing a, a Long Island iced tea with like no. Alexander Skarsgård while he talks about his award, just because she fucking tur- made the wrong turn because she didn't care. I left last night. This is Sean Penn's event. I left. I'm the only asshole there who leaves early. <laughs> who Emily and all of you guys. This goes out to the masses. Who do I bump into? Who do I bump into on my way out? There's no one else there. Who do I bump into leaving early like a fucking asshole? Sean Penn. He was out having a cigarette with Patricia Arquette. And it was like one other bodyguard and me out there. And they're both eyeing me. And I was like, Mom, no, can't talk right now. Sorry, (laughs) trying to get better reception out here. Like, whatever. So I get to the event. This is, you know, rewind. I'm kind of just moseying around. There's a band playing. I'm here for the vibe. Like, Leo may or may not be, like, on my head. Don't know. So I'm right next to the stage taking it in. Next thing I know, also, how pretentious. He's wearing... This is, like, a nice event. He's wearing a dark black Yankee baseball baseball cap pulled over his fucking eyebrows. So there's actually an article I wrote and came up with. This is one of my prouder moments. I don't know why Pulitzer hasn't called me yet. Um, when I was at Us Weekly, I wrote an article about, like, all the times that Leonardo DiCaprio has hide and has hid in public. Yeah. Like, he literally, I've seen him at so many events where, like, he sneaks in late, has a black hat. I've literally seen him sit in the front row of a gala wearing all black sneakers, a black baseball cap, and vaping. There's a couple of, like, guys next to him, but he doesn't even have security anything. I have this thing, you guys, where it's kind of sick and twisted. And I don't know if you do the same thing, Em, but I find it really entertaining to like not make celebrities feel special because think about it. <laughs> I know you love doing this. I like such a fun love challenge. doing this because I feel like they're getting fawned over and like eyeballs and everyone's like taking pictures of them and like just getting attention 24 seven. So I find it really entertaining standing clearly next to Leo. We're in this like area. No one else is. And I just didn't really give him the time of day. I was kind of just standing there checking out the scene and I could tell he was like kind of pissed. Like he was like eyeing me up and down, not in a sexual way, but being like, I'm here. Like, are you going to acknowledge me? And I found it really entertaining to not even like nod. So he walked. Did he do any press? No, no press. He just snuck in. We're in this like 
really people are like kind of filing into the event we're in this like huge open area he walks by me he had a ton of room he could be like a fucking gazelle in there he had a ton of room to walk he goes like right by me grazing my shoulder and i, I felt think, like he was like why weren't you paying attention to me bitch i think he has ptsd from the titanic about like <laughs> being left behind in like a giant ocean that like he just needs to be as close as possible to like females in the no. area so he can feel like that connection that he was like ignored while he turned into an ice no. hole. he senses that i'm turning 30 next year and he's like last any 20 something <laughs> air being breathed come <laughs> into my world who need attention so we get a load of this not only is he like not i honestly i feel like if he were next to us on the street and he weren't famous we wouldn't be that that's impressed that's thing love him love his money love what he stands for love the brand but, but like let's but, be real y'all. and you're gonna die over this so this is how it feeds into celebrities not being like the rest of us they're just not so he sits at his table finally and me like moseying around as usual get get wind of this whole thing happening so i see this woman in all black i think she worked at the event go up to him whisper in his ear escort him to the fucking bathroom sir you can't find a bathroom on your own he had a whole team and then she was like conspiring she's like i'm showing him where it is so i but i lo and behold like 15 minutes later bump into him in the hallway where the bathroom is and he's again like surrounded by a swarm of people like you are a grown-ass man you can't find a fucking bathroom on your own and he was also, I'm going to just say this, he was anxious as fuck. When I saw this, I, like, humanized him. And I was like, damn, dude, I wish that you, like, acted like this and showed this to the rest of the world. Like, wave your anxiety flag high. I mean, we have anxiety doing just, like, day-to-day stuff. Imagine, no. like, all the cameras on you. And there's got to be some level of expectation. They have to be perfect and to play the part and to always look skinny and to not have that extra role and to, like go work out for an extra hour because people judge everything you fucking do. It's like so interesting. You guys know that I, by now, hopefully know that I love my Royals. Like I actually saw a little recap yesterday of like Royals comparing, um, like different articles comparing how Megan has been judged to how Kate has been judged. And like, if they'll both wear like, um, like, uh, a strapless top or something or strapless dress that like an article about Kate will be like, Duchess Kate flaunts her shoulders and, like, looks stunning. And then oh, an article about Megan will be like, Duchess Megan makes horribly atrocious wardrobe choice and disrespects the crown by exposing her shoulders. So it's like, you never fucking know where the media is going to take the story. That it's like, you are going to be judged no matter what you do. And it's so unpredictable. I was fucking shook. Just, like, this anxious energy. And I was like, dude, I'm shocked. Like, you're the king of Hollywood and the king of fake drowning in the fucking Atlantic. Like, I was shocked and shook and all the above. Another Leo story for you? Because, like, I I saw a report the other day that he um, saved somebody who almost drowned. Did you see that? No. Oh, my God. If that isn't life imitating art. I mean, this is literally him redeeming himself (laughs) for, like, dying on screen. Like, basically (laughs) what happened was um, the Sun reported this, that... A few days before the Golden Globes, he and his GF Camilla, who's like 40,000 years younger than him, were vacationing, were just yachting in the Caribbean as a young hot couple today does. Um, like, same. What is a carnival cruise? Never heard of her. I only yacht privately. Um, they were yachting. Of course. And they got an alert from, like, the Coast Guard that there was a man, a crew member of another close-by, like, boat 
that like got really drunk and fell off the ship and was just like wandering in the ocean and there was a giant storm coming. So Leo's yacht was the only yacht that responded to the call to save him. And you guys, Leo went into full blown like rescue mode. Like his yacht like found this guy who was treading water for almost 12 hours and brought him aboard and like gave him food and water. Imagine this fucking man waking up after being delirious in the fucking Atlantic and Leonardo DiCaprio was standing over you with like a blanket and soup. See, it's a different story with, like, Brad Pitt. Holy fucking shit. Okay, Brad Pitt is a perfect specimen. Oh, my God. Taylor's, like, I've had so many sex dreams about him. Who hasn't? Like, recently. Like, like, this, like, last night? Like, right now. See, this is, like, the weird-ass push and pull of what we do Mm -hmm. because we make fun of them, and yet there are those certain people that... Guys, just get under your skin and hopefully under your clothes. But sometimes it fades. Like when I was 12, I literally mm-hmm. thought I would have clinical depression if I didn't marry Justin Bieber. And now I look at him <laughs> and I literally am like grossed out by him. So you know what? It come, it ebbs and flows. Remember my Tyler Posey thing? That was recently. Oh yeah, that was after your Max and Noah phase. I Taylor has many phases and she has a type. I do. Taylor. Uh, okay, you guys, let us know if you think these three celebrities are like. are like Noah Centineo, Mac of um, All the Boys I Loved Before, Max Minigella of The Handmaid's Tale, and Tyler Posey of, what's it called? Teen Werewolf. Wolf. Teen Wolf. Werewolf. <laughs> guys, they all have a, a look. I think Taylor, I think Taylor I has dead. a type. I may. It's or, either like no. 50-year-old guy with abs or <laughs> young, hot, kind of foreign sexy right 100 yeah it's european almost it's yeah i may or may not have hit on all of the guys and by previously may listed. not have she means absolutely did <laughs> i mean <laughs> slid into into their dms like a fucking guys we all have that person slut. like i definitely spent an hour and a half of the critics choice awards trying to find sam hewen i've also she made did. some moves to contact him that i can't discuss publicly but listen we all do what we have to do it just is what it is. It's just what it is. I think that there would be something fun to just be like, I did it once. It's not like we're celeb, <laughs> you know, like Jersey chasers, right? Yeah. Like women who go after totally. athletes. Like, it's not like we're factor chasers, but I think it would be interesting to Listen, be like, we're like basically they're colleagues. You would think that celebrities look at the media and the press and see us as an opportunity to be their new BFF, to help spread their word, to help spread some love on their behalf. That is absolutely incorrect. 80% of the time, would you say? Yes. They have us in the palm of their hand because if we don't do what they say and what they want or we ask a question they don't like, they'll cut off our access to them. They're going to literally bury you in a shallow grave. We get frustrated because we're not journalists. We're not reporters. We're essentially glorified advertisers who get out the marketing that they want. We have been cock blocked from celebrities because they can't take the heat of trying to use a, like a brain cell or two and you know answer a question that might not be about lint chocolate here's what happened to me so this was in like december january 2018 there was a news report that one of a cu- i'm not gonna say hollywood's favorite couples i just think they've become one of hollywood's favorite couples because they're extremely candid dax shepherd and Kristen bell these are accessible celebrities who will literally tell you about their sex life, literally tell you about they talk about how they talk about Dax Shepard's alcoholism to their five-year-old daughter. Like, they will literally tell you anything you want to hear because they know how to make a headline and they're funny, which we love. There was a report um, about a little over a year ago that Dax Shepard had an affair with, try to keep up, this is super random, like Judy Garland's 
step-granddaughter. This girl probably lives in Nebraska and, like, realized she can get, like, a few thousand dollars in the Daily Mail for, like, blasting a story about Dak Shepard. Whatever. It got a lot of coverage everywhere. It was the news. If you Google Dak Shepard, Kristen Bell, that's what's going to pop up. And this is a super candid couple, so you'd think this is a fair game point. Think again, bitches. So, I'm at the Golden Globes, January 2018. I go up to Kristen Bell. I start the interview asking her about, you know, what she's wearing, what was the last thing she ate, just like fun, like round of questions before an award show to kind of get her in the mood. Like, you know, a lot of people don't eat during the award shows. They spend all morning getting ready, getting their glam teams going, not sponsored. And I, you know, eventually went into it with her. I was like, you know, like you and Dax are so, such a strong couple. Like, how do you guys keep your, like, you know, stay strong and stay rooted in that relationship when all these rumors are flying around? And she gave me a really great answer. I don't remember verbatim what she said, but she was like, you know, we just, we love and support each other and we don't buy into that. Got a great quote from her. Didn't think anything of it the rest of the night. I was up to 4 a.m. eating a Crunchwrap Supreme. The next morning, I get an email from my editor who saw me on the carpet, asked Kristen Bell a question, and he said, hey, just wanted to make you aware of this. Can you just like type up in your own words what happened? You guys, you would think that I broke into the Pentagon, hacked the CIA, like worked with ISIS to plan a nuclear attack on Kristen Bell's family. This letter from her publicist was scathing. Scathing. Like, Emily's description just now puts it nicely. It seems like a day at Disneyland compared I, to what it was. I wish I could show you. It's literally like hang. It's like basically if you're on like the Incredibles ride at California Adventure and you get stuck when it's upside down. That was what my morning was like. I was like, what the fuck did I do to this girl? Because she didn't seem to care in the moment. This publicist, I wish I could read it verbatim. I don't even know if I still have it. I probably deleted it. Took a hot yoga class, went to therapy, drank a bottle of wine and forgot that I existed um, to deal with this, even though I really didn't care. This letter from her publicist basically said, how dare you ask Kristen Bell a question on a night that she's nominated and celebrating? How do you have the nerve, the audacity to ask her this? This is so horribly inappropriate. Just because I had the ball sack to ask Kristen Bell a question about news relevant to her. Listen, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Either roll with or roll out. I always say, if you don't want to be in the press, pull a Harrison Ford, post up in fucking Montana, build a log cabin, make your own fires and duck out. Like don't be eating dinner at Craig's with Selena Gomez and then be all upset when like people want to know about your life. It's like what Wendy Williams said about Meghan Markle. Like you signed up for this. You knew what you were getting into. You... You, you, you can't take all the money and fame and all that and then not accept the other part. You can't pick and choose. With that said, there is an exception and it is called the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. <laughs> Nobody clap. You guys, the HFPA is a hundred percent that bitch. Like it's that, it's that girl that like you really want to be friends with, like you're going to be in her group. Like it's going to be the year. Like you're going to hang out with her. Like if you know, like the vampire diaries, she is Elena. The HFPA, okay, a lot of people don't know this. They actually run the Golden Globes. Plot fucking twist. I've heard that they're loony as fuck. You guys. Like, there are some characters in that association, which how haven't we been invited? No, like, why? But they, okay, celebrities are so thirsty to get in bed with the HFPA. I have heard stories like you wouldn't even believe. Like, no. I know that the cast of Outlander, shout out to Sam Hewen if you're listening to this, slide into my DMs like yesterday. Um, literally invited the HFPA first season to Scotland, did a whole like sit down dinner party tour of the set. 
Um, what? Taylor, what other wine and dine? No, wine and dine. Like literally, like they would be invited into the room where you are giving birth, and they would be the first person no. to pick up your child. Like the HFPA is all knowing; they're always there. They see everything. They are literally the Illuminati. They are everywhere. They are a force to be reckoned with. They and- are the NSA. No, they are the NSA. You guys, do not F around with the HFPA. And celebrities know this. Like, that's why, like, okay. So, you know how people, like, their jaws were on the floor down to the core of the earth when, what's his name, Joel Edgerton won for Rocket Man this year for Best Actor. Best Actor, the Elton John movie, guys. Yeah, this man won this year for Best Actor. This man. I was at the HFPA Golden Globes viewing party, and I heard ironically floating around that Joel Edgerton threw a birthday party for himself and invited the HFPA on his birthday. He is serving birthday cake made out of diamonds. He's serving champagne flutes out of his own penis hole. Like, so he's like mingling with the HFPA on his, his own birthday. and his grandma that he sees like four times a year is like sitting on the couch and anyone's like, Shirley, do you want more prune juice? She's like, where's Joel? It's like, he'll be here in a minute. And Joel's like literally Joel's, like giving a blowjob to the president of the HFPA. Joel is rubbing shoulders. Like Joel does not have time for you, Grandma Shirley. Make an no. appointment after the Globes. Grandma Shirley is reeling. And no. you guys like, okay, so it doesn't stop there. Like the like, HFPA has no shame. No, they are not. But like also like you are throwing these people a party on your birthday. Like serving them caviar like off of your earlobe like who are they gonna vote for no exactly like it is so rigged if you're ever watching the golden globes you're like well damn it like why didn't so-and-so win because they're not rich enough next question they're getting flown to outlander they're being fed surf and turf lobster tail filet mignon like who do you think why sorry j-lo maybe next time you can throw a personal strip club party for the hfpa and then hustlers will get nominated she would have won best actress actor screenplay hustlers (laughs) 2 produced by the hfpa production company okay moving on like that's literally what would have happened and the hfpa is so shameless you guys like i just have to say they have no problem feeding off of this hype that they're the shit so here's a fun little story for all of you boys and girls gather the fuck around yeah because m you experience this on a carpet oh i've experienced this in the flesh every year there's a um so golden globes weekend several parties big award show hype first one of the year one of them that always happens is called gold meets golden so it's like where golden um like athletes with like awards like why am I blanking out of the name? Like golden medals, <laughs> like oh. so Olympians, all that jazz. And I'm then, like, go sports. Go sports. I just want them all to have fun. Like Tom Brady. <laughs> no, exactly. And then <laughs> athletes with like Oscars and gold awards, golden globes, all mingle together, have a jolly good time. It's usually some pretty A-list talent. So um, one year I was there and the HFPA was at the end of the carpet. And like there's probably 20 reporters at this event. And so all the print outlets just kind of like group around. It's very messy. So like I'm standing there, like Patricia Clarkson comes over. She was nominated for Sharp Objects. And me and my friend Amanda, names have not been changed. Go follow her on Instagram, Champagne Meadows. She's like a Barbie doll. So me and Amanda are like interviewing Patricia Clarkson. All of a sudden, this German woman (laughs) with gray hair, literally wearing a like scarf made of out of chinchilla fur shoves me into the street a tesla like zooms by me and honks like i was almost going to be run over like a like a something like a leaf in the middle of the street like just a poor old little leaf and like you are forky this is toy story four no, and this more is questions. a true story <laughs> and so this woman 
basically shoves me and Amanda out of the way and goes, Patricia! And Patricia Clarkson is staring at me with these eyes that are like, I'm so sorry, but I need to do what I need to do. Patricia Clarkson falls in love with this woman, giving her all the answers, asking when they're getting their nails done, like obsessed because she knows that if she wants a chance at winning, she needs to bow down to this woman. Lo and behold, next person to walk up, Nicole Kidman. Same thing. Like Big Little Lies, Nicole Kidman is all over this German lady who I swear to you, like was not there for my existence. Cause she was with the HFPA. So like they want to get their interviews in with the they HFPA. Wanna they want to lock in care. the boat. They want to lock in the blood. They want to lock in the donations. And there's like, usually a it. hierarchy on the carpet. Like you were, are you kidding? Can you imagine me being like, like you're in the middle of interviewing some Taylor and I'm like, Oh my God, Peter, like what's up? How are you? I'm so sorry. Like, no, you stand there and here's the polite etiquette on the carpet. You give the reporter interviewing someone for far too long, an evil death stare. <laughs> you have your eyes sink into the tar pits of their soul and you f- tell them through your eyes, through telepathy, this figure it out and end over. it. You stare at them and you make them so uncomfortable. The amount of times I've done that where I glare at someone next to me and I'm like, if you ask this person one more time why their favorite trips take their families to Italy, I will cut no. you and kill your whole family. No. Like if Jen Aniston is in the middle of asking you to officiate her second wedding with Brad Pitt, it doesn't matter. You, you need have to, to fucking on. cut that shit There's off a respect, right? Immediately. There's a respect that we all have. We all know each other. There's a respect. To, like you don't take so, more than three and a half minutes. The HFPA comes from literally like, like Narnia, lands on the red carpet and will interview Patricia Clarkson for three and a half hours. The, the event is ending. The valet have left. The janitors are sweeping and she's still talking to Patricia Clarkson. About like each of her toenails fingernails and each follicle hair on her body so wait did you end up talking to patricia clarkson she talked to me after and i like she was exhausted she was exhausted because she told the hfpa her entire autobiography and she didn't even go to the golden Golden Globes, you guys she got like she probably got like a fever from talking that much and her throat hurt and like whatever i wonder if she did she win part of me feels like she did did she I don't know, but like oh, listen, this honey. will be put to the test because listen. we already have Joel Egerton as a winner. Nicole Kidman was a clean sweep that year for Big Little Lies oh. the first season. Oh. Clean sweep. Oh. Clean sweep. Like what info did she give the HFBA that her ballot was signed, sealed, delivered? Before she even signed up to do sharp objects. <laughs> Before she even became an actress. She was a fetus and the HFPA was already. Right after she was vote. conceived in Palm Springs with Laura Dern, she was signed, sealed, and delivered. But sometimes. But sometimes. But sometimes. You have, and we talk about this, you have the actors or the celebrities who, like we said before, don't want to do press. They would rather be in the epicenter of the coronavirus, no holds barred, no, wearing no clothes, ready to catch every germ, then like talk to us. Do you remember, Emily, when this happened to me with a little man named Scott, last name Eastwood? How could I forget? Okay. Son of Clint? Okay. Son of Clint. Icon. <laughs> like perfect, perfect man. Synonymous with like... America. Sex. Sex. Oh. <laughs> well. Sex. Violence. Guns. Rock and roll. All that good More shit. More sex. Like, this is Clint Eastwood. Do you hear me? Do you understand me? Okay, so this is his offspring we're talking about. So I'm interviewing Scott, you guys, Clint Eastwood's son, if we haven't made it clear. So not only is his dad the American flag personified plus sex on a stick, Scott is doing this new company because he like doesn't know what else to do with his life. <laughs> it's called Made Here. So it's like has American flags and like bald eagles and fireworks because the whole draw is like it's made in America. 
Like, okay, Scott Eastwood. Love that for him. Very on brand. Agree. Very on brand. Like, on brand with your dad. Like, okay, not even mad. So, the outlet that I was interviewing him for, they were begging me to get Scott to talk about politics. Now, his dad, Clint, has talked about supporting Trump. And because he's like, America, yeah. He's been like, America, you guys are a bunch of pussies. So, obviously, his dad has talked about politics. This guy is launching a brand all about America, like employing the American people, like the little people out there. So I'm like, okay, to get him to talk about politics, Emily, how hard is that? How oh, hard especially is since your editor was like, oh, we want this because it's a perfect opportunity to right. ask Hill Eastwood's son about politics. And because the election's coming up, right? Okay. Here is a plot fucking twist for the ages. We get a letter from his people. A letter delivered by Owl. It is top secret. And what did this letter say? Delivered straight by Hedwig from Voldemort. (laughs) It says, basically, I'm dicing it up, but you get the gist. Don't you dare fucking ask Scott Eastwood one thing about politics or we will kill you and your future children. If you look up cognitive dissonance in the dictionary... This is what you'll find. Man makes company about America. Outlet covers one and ask about America. Man says, if you ask about America, I will ignore you. Thank you. Need I say more? Thank you and goodbye. Close your eyes and just imagine how freaking ridiculous that would be. It's like if you go to like, if you, it's like you have a setup interview with Selena Gomez about her new album and her publicist is like, you cannot ask about any of the songs on her album, what inspired them, her writing process. Like, so you want me to ask yeah. about like her favorite nail polish color? It's like asking, it's like doing an interview with her doctor and being like, the word kidney does not exist to you. Yeah. You will never. What is lupus? You will never tell me about lupus. will never bring up the word kidney. So I'm already like in a bind being like, I hate this. Like, this is the worst. Why do I do this to myself? Why do I do this for a living? Okay. You guys get this because basically, right. My hands are totally tied. My editor wants one thing. His people are like, fuck you. No chance to make matters worse. I get there. We're in a hotel in downtown Los Angeles. I step into the room, like already so awkward. It's Scott sitting at the end of this long ass conference table in a conference room the entire table is filled with like his team the brand's team his first grade teacher his hairstylist (laughs) i want you to know this is so common how freaking intimidating is that it's like you give me a presentation to like your teacher and all of a sudden every single administrator in the school is there and you're like just just sitting there quietly watching you and listening emily's right how intimidating and in my, I'm already, no, I'm sweating more than anyone should be sweating It's like this a moment. private little fun interview. It's and everyone's like, like, it's so fun. You interview celebrities. Okay, this is the abuse it's that never we put ourselves celebrity. through. It's like a threesome no. every single time, at no. least, or an orgy. Oh, it, no, full on. Full, full on. Full on, co-ed, but not in a fun way. In not like in a, a torturous, not even a good way. Literally have sweat in places no one should have because I'm thinking to myself, okay, I have this task and I have... Everyone Scott Eastwood has ever blinked. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, like, you're Scott Eastwood. I'm sorry. Are you Brad Pitt? Are you Bradley Cooper? Knock it off. Like, you need this, like, in a conference room of people. You're still asking for press, so you need the press. Like, Leonardo DiCaprio will never do a brand association and ask for press because he's Leonardo DiCaprio. Scott Eastwood, you're not at that level yet if you're hitting up outlets to come interview you about America. Wait, but then the twist is, like, telling them what they can and can't ask you. Like, excuse me? Again, so common. 
Get a read of the Constitution, bitch. It's called free expression, free speech, freedom of the press. Oh, okay? you're really on this America theme today. I'm telling you. I'm telling She's literally you. wearing a red hat. Guys, I walked in the house and I was like, are you wearing a MAGA hat? I need to know. It's... <laughs> <laughs> no, she did. I'm wearing it's this really bright, aggressive. Like Tom Brady's gonna red. jump out of her head. Do you guys, for my fellow New Englanders, know the old school um, Patriots logo? Like, I have this like fire hydrant bright red. Emily comes in shook, thinking I'm wearing a MAGA hat. And I'm she's like, wow, like, Let's the go. Um, State of the Union really got to you, sis. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> We're recording from Mitt Romney's basement. No, live in stereo. <laughs> so anyway, cut to my interview with Scott. Right. Get a load of this. I think I even gave him a little, which I shouldn't have even have been kind enough to do, but I think I gave him a little disclosure because I was getting into the politics stuff. It was coming. And I said to him, I said, look, like, I understand if you don't want to answer this, but like, here we go. I'm just going to throw this at you. And he literally stares at me point blank. And he's like, Taylor, if you even begin to ask about politics, I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to answer. Like, I'm not going there. Completely shuts me down. I don't even get the fucking question out. I'm like, okay, moving on. Like, are you joking? I now, where the interview's done, I'm like so over this guy. I'm so ho- over this whole situation. Like, you're a grown ass man. Like, figure out a way to talk about it and like address it like your dad and like move on with your life. And usually celebrities love feeling empowered. Like, people care about their opinions. Like, they don't really hide from this stuff. Right. Like, like Chrissy Teigen will give you unsolicited political advice. Even if you run away from her, she will stop you and be like, but you need to know how I feel. Unsolicited. Like it's so aggressive. No, people in LA love talking about their feelings, especially celebrities, yeah. especially like your dad is Clint Eastwood who called America a bunch of pussies. Like get over yourself and do it. So I get to my car. I'm literally at ballet. I'm not even, my body is not even in my car yet. I get an email. You guys are going to fall off your seats. I get an email from my editor who I did this assignment for. His people, in the time that I had gone in the elevator from the conference room from hell to my car, his people reached my editor saying, like, how upset they were. Being like, I can't believe she asked this. Uh, Scott Eastwood. Sir. You should be, your dad, if he knew this. Like, he's Mr. Make My Day. He's Mr. Like, Cowboy. He would be ashamed if his son was acting this way. Like, you have to hide behind your little publicist, Scotty. So you can't tell me, like, a man to my face. Unacceptable. Meanwhile, when he knows I'm in there alone, like, holding my own. He had the audacity. He had the nerve. He did. Hollywood. That is Hollywood in a nutshell. Any more questions? The shit you don't see. Like... I'm sorry, little bitch boys. They are Scott Eastwood. <laughs> Moving on. Listen, it's a str- it's a struggle just like anything else. That's a thing. That's the thing, I think, is what we're pointing out at the end of the day. It's not to be like, woe is me and our jobs are hard. Oh my and God, is Leonardo DiCaprio is disgusting. Right, exactly. Like, like, no. Right. We know it's hot shit. We do cool things, but we're just pointing out that like you... And ain't all hunky-dory from the other side of the velvet rope. 100. There's shit that goes down. There's headaches. There's, it's like any, people are like, you have the most fun job. And I'm like, look, it's a job. Like, as you guys can see, it's not, it's not Meghan Markle's vagina. And that's what I'll say about that. We don't poop out rainbows. And we are married (laughs) to princes. And occasionally we'll see Beyonce. And then other times, 
You'll get stomped on by Leonardo DiCaprio with anxiety. But at the end of the day, <laughs> no, truly, get a paycheck and we do what we need to do. And we're excited to be sharing it with you all. Make sure you DM us and tell you, like, if you want to hear a story about a certain person or you, like, want to, if you want it to, like, discuss more serious topics or totally. keep it light and fun net, we are here to serve you, bitches. We are the PR team and you are Buckingham Palace. So let us know what you need. Yeah, we're making moves. And we're doing it for you guys. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.